So I was sick last week, and we didn't get to do a show due to my illness. Right. And what do you know it? It's almost like last week just didn't even happen in the world of football because apparently it had no effect on anything. Mm-hmm. Well, and... USC losing did. Yeah, but the the game that we really cared about uh, was meaningless. Which one was that? To, we ne- Michigan beating Ohio State. Oh, I didn't. I don't. I don't like either of those schools. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. The uh, your Twitter personality would suggest otherwise. Correct. Yeah, that's not me. That's the intern I have run my Twitter account. Mm-hmm. And so it would be, as I was thrilled to come on and gloat and rub it in the face of every Ohio State fan ever, I just fast forward one week, and now that game is meaningless. Um, correct. It is meaningless. However, the loser of that game now has to play Georgia, which... More than likely, if you want to win the championship this season, you're going to have to play Georgia. But I'll tell you what, I'm not entirely convinced that TCU won't just outright beat Michigan. Every time I watch TCU, and I think I've watched every game they played this season, they they look like shit for like 70% of the game. And then the last 30%, Max Duggan turns into superhero or Superman and just wills them to victory. And he almost did it in the Big 12 championship game, but for whatever reason, they didn't QB sneak on fourth and goal. Yeah, well, third and goal, too. They had two yes. plays down there, and they refused to be intelligent football coaches and signal callers altogether. Correct. But I, I think Max Duggan is a fun story. I'm not sure if he is the college football playoff savior. He's going to go out there on the biggest stage and make all the biggest plays. I think this is a game where Michigan, I think they'll do what we thought they were going to do against Ohio State. I think they're just going to run the ball a lot, uh, control the clock, kind of take control of the line of scrimmage and just win the game that way. Probably make an ugly win, but maybe uh, maybe the scoreboard won't properly show it. Like, if you remember last year when Michigan beat Iowa in the Big Ten Championship game, mm-hmm. where the second quarter of that game was nothing but punts. But, right. Uh, but Michigan was punting from their own 50 into the end zone, and Iowa was punting out of their own end zone into the 50, which – it was very clear which team dominated that quarter, despite the fact that I don't think anybody scored. I think it's going to be that kind of a game. Michigan's going to control the possession of the ball. They're going to control field position. And it's going to be really hard for TCU to find any sort of advantage in this game. Now, I do think it's unique that, despite the fact that I think we have two clear favorites, we have Michigan, who I think is a clear favorite over TCU. Not saying that's how it's going to work yes. out when they – but. Heading into the game, I think Michigan's a clear favorite. I think Georgia's a clear favorite over Ohio State. And in yeah. both cases, the two teams that are favored definitively definitively have the, the worst of the two quarterbacks in the matchup. That is true. 
Well, yeah, I I don't know what to think of JJ McCarthy because if you walked out of that Ohio State game, <laughs> if you walked out of that Ohio State game, like I think Gus Johnson mentioned, that JJ McCarthy should be a Heisman finalist. I mean, what a liar! Went, what I said, what a liar! That I guy know. is just so lost in the sauce, just being a Fox guy. He's Everybody at Fox man. is. Yeah, well, that that also doesn't help. But that guy, him and Joe Klatt and that R.J. Young fool who runs their social medias, who, yep. who's always you – know, he's got that show that he does, I think it's a YouTube show, whatever. Yeah. All those guys are so bought into anything – that relates to whoever Fox is broadcasting. Their their brains are poisoned. Fair. But um, I believe Michigan had five plays in the Ohio State game that went for 360 yards. Um, The other 30-ish plays that they ran or whatever, I can't remember how many other plays they ran, but the other plays that they ran, they only average three yards per touch. So it's not like J.J. McCarthy was just gashing this defense. He was just throwing it to the guy who's open by 50 yards. And Ohio State's like, well, they're not. They're just not going to do that again. And then Michigan does it again. It's like they won't do it three straight times. They do it three straight times. And then it just it's just that endless cycle of Ryan Day having a thumb up his ass. <laughs> I'm not blaming Jim Knowles. Jim Knowles is perfect in my eyes. Ryan Day's just a fucking asshole. Um, <laughs> I will say, if I watch one, and I mean one design play for Cade Stover against Georgia, I am walking to the Peach Bowl and just – I will get arrested for fist-fighting Ryan Day right there on midfield. Yeah. Cade Stover, I, he has this fan, this fan base in a headlock right now. He is not good, but he's slightly outperforming Ohio State tight ends of old, which isn't that hard to do. And it's like, oh, my God, this guy's Rob Gronkowski. No, this dude is Jake Stoneburner on a good day. Oh, that's a great name. Oh, yes, it was. Dublin Kaufman High School at that. Right. Uh, This guy, Cade Stover, is – I do not want to call him a playmaker – but he is a capable tight end. Yeah, he's fine. He's fine. And there's nothing wrong with that. But when you have weapons around you like Marvin Harrison Jr. and Mecca Ibuka, um, ideally Jackson Smith and Jigbo, but evidently not the case. No. Uh, I'm sorry. You are the odd man out. And, you know, I don't think Cade Silver is uh, – is, caught up trying to figure out what his role is. I think he knows what his role is. I think maybe fans don't know what his role is, which is a little bit silly because <laughs> I think they got excited seeing a guy of his size uh, catch touchdowns. But, you know, on fourth and one, throwing him deep passes may not be oh, the God. best play call, uh, Ryan yeah. Day. Yeah, no. No, not uh, at all. Might be the worst, to be honest. And there were people... Uh, there were people on my Twitter timeline talking about, could you imagine if I think some team's going to get a steal in the draft with Kate Stover? I blocked them immediately. That is, <laughs> Stover might be the slowest human I've ever seen. He is going, 
he already said in an interview he has no intentions of playing in the NFL. He wants to go run a farm or whatever the fuck. And, you know, more power to him because let me tell you, son, you do not have a future uh, on Sundays. You uh, – and not that I hate the guy. He's a good tight end for Ohio State, but he's just one of those players that Ryan Day's fallen in love with and he needs to stop. Yeah, this is not Brock Bowers who we're dealing Mm-mm. with. Um, this is not – a tight end that we want to design end arounds to because this guy is actually yeah. going to go outrun people in the secondary. So all of Georgia's uh, tight ends. Uh, yeah. Darnell Washington as well. Um, even though his stats, I don't think hold up to nearly the level that people think they do. I think people just see how tall he is. Yeah, and he's they're a very six, impressed. Runs and I think it's cool. I think he's yeah. the best player in football. He's a six, yeah. eight and catches everything. Exactly. For that exact reason. And, uh, I, I think this Ohio State team is going to go against Georgia and lose handily. Now, uh, I'm I'm not going to predict this to happen, but I would not be surprised if Ohio State lost for like 28 or 30. Oh. Because, well, look, there is already a problem with blowouts in the college football playoffs. So w- would we be shocked if this game were somehow uh, a part of that long-lasting trend? Probably not. I would be. Well, I don't think Ohio State's going to lose by that much. I think they're going to lose. I actually bet on plus eight this morning just because there's that plus eight. But no, I mean, let's not act like Ohio State was eleven and zero entering the Michigan game. They were the only team, and still the only team in the country, to win all of their game to have all their wins be by ten plus points. They, they had they, some softies in there. Penn State. Every, t- every team Michigan, in the country is soft. And Maryland. Penn State. But those were two of your biggest games. You got some gimmies with – and by the way, the fact that Maryland was one of your biggest games just speaks to how awful this conference is because they put up a say zero. It's, one, it's not one or two. Wouldn't even be three or four. What, as far as important games for Ohio State this season? Yes. Well, maybe maybe this year, just because of where it landed the game the week before Michigan, but the Michigan game was obviously more important. The Penn State, the Notre Dame, I would argue the Michigan State game, just because they always seem to play Ohio State tough when they're bad. But um, Ohio State, the defense, like I said, the Michigan game was not as bad of a blowout as people are making it out to be to where 11-1 Ohio State shouldn't even be considered for the playoff. That was just outrageous to me. It's bad. They got their asses kicked in the fourth quarter. But Ohio State was still 11-0. They were still beating teams by a healthy margin. They still have one of the best, if not the best, offense in the country. Their defense is wildly improved. They're not just going to let Georgia kick their ass for four straight quarters. They're going to be competitive in this game. It's just the fact that Georgia is on another level right now that's going to propel them. And if I can get Ohio State above a touchdown underdog, as a touch above and touchdown dog, I'm absolutely going to take that. If the spread falls below seven, if Georgia becomes a six and a half point favorite, I might bet on Georgia. Uh, look, the, we have blowouts galore all the time in the college football playoffs. Mm-hmm. I'm under no impression that. Georgia and Ohio State is going to be a shockingly close game. I, I think that 
I think Ohio State's an undisciplined football team, and I think the Big Ten is the worst of the Power Five conferences this season. And it's I mean funny how that works. The ACC that, is pretty fucking terrible. Well, yeah, I guess some of those teams that were good early on in the season didn't pan out at the. Uh, I think like seven of their starting quarterbacks entered the transfer portal. One of them transferring to Pitt, Phil Dracovic. Yeah, I, yeah, he, he didn't uh, he didn't see the vision. Hey, he didn't want to come home. He didn't, he didn't want to come home. That, uh, well, he actually, yeah. he is a Pennsylvania kid. Is uh, he? Dracovic, yeah, because I remember I, I watched one of his high school games. Well, I, I didn't watch it. I I turned it on as they were shaking hands at the end of the game, so I, I missed it. <laughs> Look but good. he, uh, I think Good he destroyed. I think he destroyed Huber Heights way in like forty-one to seven or something like that in high school. Uh, Braxton Miller. Yeah, they uh, beat my high school sophomore and senior year in the playoffs. Oh, so we got a a, a brief about- rivalry, I guess. I was just about to say something about Ohio State. I can't remember what. Oh, the, well, it wasn't about Ohio State. Has there ever been one season where both semifinal games were, I'm not going to say, like, great games, but they were competitive, both of them? Uh, could, I, I seriously don't think so. You could argue the first one, but Oregon kind of pulled away late and won by 40. So... <laughs> But it was. Like, that game was cool. I remember watching that game, and I was like, oh, wow, Florida State's looking really good right now. And then, well, I, then I blinked, and Oregon was up by 40. Yeah, that was uh, not a game that you wanted to accidentally take, like, a, a, a half-long nap in. No. You, you would have you woke up and been like, huh, 59 to 20? Like, what's this? But, all right, but, well, let's go year by year. And Yeah. All right, so Oregon and Florida State, that was a blowout in year one. Mm-hmm. Year two – Good God, Alabama, Michigan State. Do I need to oh say my anymore? God. <laughs> oh, I'm pretty sure that Clemson. Uh, yeah, the Clemson. Uh, the Clemson. That Oklahoma wasn't that game. close of a game either. It wasn't, but Oklahoma kind of kept it close in the first half. That was tolerable. Yes, but but it was uh, so Alabama. early in the day. I remember that I just was not interested. <laughs> You got to you got to build up to the evening hype. Yeah, it was like three o'clock. I'm like, what are we? The Cincinnati Alabama game last year was three o'clock. I'm like, what are we doing? Here? I I mean, this, <laughs> this year it's four thirty and eight thirty. Mm-hmm. So Alabama, Michigan State, 2015, 2016, yes. Clemson, Ohio State was a blur. <clears throat> right. Equally awful. <laughs> yeah, the, the game that you refused to watch and uh, justifiably so. All right. Mm-hmm. And that was Alabama Washington too. Twenty seventeen, Alabama beat Clemson. I think twenty four to six. Yes. I th- now the other game was so good. To be the the, the best. best college football playoff game we're gonna find of Probably. all time. All right, Oklahoma Georgia and the Rose Bowl, a game that we like to reminisce about time and time Walk. again. I'm gonna watch but, it. Right? Clemson, that was the Kelly Bryant one seed year. That was the Alabama yeah. missed the college football. I'm sorry, they missed the SEC championship game and made it in anyway. Yes. So, I what I'm thinking is, uh, I, I I think Alabama still. I don't think that was close. So no, I'm going to say no. That's, and then we're going to move on to 2018, which was. Uh, that one, that one was one of the worst. It was Alabama, or Alabama, Oklahoma, was the late game where they oh, won, Oklahoma and then Clemson, Notre Dame. Into, yeah, uh, oh, 
no wonder I couldn't remember what the other game was. But yeah, yeah that Oklahoma clawed back to make it an eleven point game. Yeah, but I'm not I, I'm not gonna forget the fact that it was twenty eight nothing Alabama early in the second quarter. Okay. Yep. So uh, congratulations. Alabama likely pulled their foot off the gas a little bit. I'm not I don't think they coached the second half the same way they coached the first half. So we're gonna advance to twenty nineteen. Need I remind you of what happened in uh, the LSU Oklahoma game in 2019, and all oh, those God. offensive records that were set by one team. I so, remember. I was go- I was driving to my friend's house in Sandusky during the start of that game, and I left when Oklahoma scored that long touchdown to make it like 14 to seven or whatever. I'm like, oh, okay, this is gonna be a good game. I get to my friend's house in Sandusky, and it was 63 to 20. I'm like, yep. what? Yep, that's, that was that's... that was maybe the worst of them all. Just because, even though Oklahoma responded, LSU just could not do anything wrong. It was crazy. Like, the Alabama-Michigan State game, that was boring. Michigan State just didn't have a single thing for them. LSU just could not stop moving the football. It was awesome. And then the other semifinal, who cares? Um, (laughs) That was uh, an all-timer. All All right, now 2020. Um, The Texas Rose Bowl. The, oh, the all-timer where Najee Harris is. People forget. Najee Harris still hasn't landed. <laughs> Notre Dame um, covered. People forget. Yeah. we. Uh, people forget that Clemson beat Alabama by more than they beat us in 2018. Mm. And then Alabama beat Ohio State more than they beat us yeah. uh, in 2020. So, you know, I, the way I see it, we just got a bad draw both games. That's kind of what's <laughs> happening. Um, the other game, what was the other game in 2020? It was Ohio, it was Ohio State. Ohio State. Honestly, Ohio State rolled them. Yeah, like well, that was a close game early, but Ohio yeah. State kind of. Well, no, Ohio State, I think it was the, the, it was the 21 nothing second quarter. It was, yeah, it was Ohio State rolled them in the second quarter. And that's kind of yeah. how. And then. Made the difference. Yeah. And then won by 21. Yeah, because it was – there's three touchdown passes to tight ends in the first half. That's what, that's what I was trying to remember. Yes, two to Jeremy Rucker and one to Luke Farrell. Yeah. And then last year was boring again. Uh, Hold on. Let me guess. But this if, you're, a decent if you're trivia a gambler question. like me, some, most of these games are interesting. Like hold the Cincinnati-Alabama game was interesting for a while because I bet on Cincinnati. Oh, yeah. All right, so Cincinnati, Alabama, and then Michigan. Oh, Georgia crushed Michigan. So, yeah, so dude, blowouts all the time. Yep. Now. Good thing we're going to 12, the, baby. Despite the fact that uh, – no, it's not a good thing we're going to 12. We need to go back to two, so that way it can just be Michigan and Georgia like it, like it's meant to be. Uh, all right, we don't need – we don't need to give Tulane a chance to make the – uh, national championship game because they don't. Uh, that's a waste of all of our time. True, but I'll tell you what, Tulane is a very good team. I'll just say that. But they, they're the, obviously they're not on the level of Georgia, Michigan, Ohio State, Alabama, TC, all those other teams. In the general landscape of college football, yes. And you know what? I I, I caught myself on it. I I gotta be a a better college football fan. I got to understand that when I say a team is really good, I got to be talking about the general 
140 team spectrum in college football. I can't just be exclusive to the four team playoff. I, I can't just be like that. So that's my fault. And I've been a little bit too hard on many, many teams because I've been so focused in on just viewing teams. Are they a playoff team or not? And you know what? That six team graphic has poisoned our minds as football fans. And I should have fought through it. I didn't. I became a playoff elitist because of that graphic. It's completely changed the way that we view the sport. And uh, shame on me and shame on a lot of us for it. But at the same time, no, Tulane or uh, North Carolina or Joe Milton's Tennessee Volunteers, I don't want to see him compete for the national championship. And certainly not Sean Clifford and, and James Franklin. I, I mean, listen, I'm never going to complain about the 12 team playoff just because I don't care that much. My team's always going to be there. <laughs> my team is my team is usually always there in a four team race. They're going to be there for the. They would be the only team to have made it every year if the 12 team playoff is how it started. Um, which is just crazy to think about. I, I'm never going to complain about more football. I do want to crack back at those who said, oh, this would have been a perfect year for the BCS. Theoretically, yes, because Georgia and Michigan are probably going to play for the national championship. They're just that much better than their competition. Mm -hmm. Um, If TCU would have won the Big 12 championship, the BCS would have been a disaster if it was this season. It would have been a disaster. It's the exact reason we got rid of it. Teams weren't getting a shot. Personally, four teams was always just way too low. It's just way too low. Way it's, too it, Yeah, it's way too low. It doesn't account for any margins for error. Like Alabama for or Ohio State. They went 11-0, and lost the last game of the season, and people were legitimately talking about how this team didn't deserve a chance. They went 11-1. and yeah, dude. Well, hold on. They just lost at home to Michigan, who just went twelve and zero. So you had your your chance. And Michigan but that's just a scheduling thing. If Mich- if they played Michigan week two and they went undefeated after that, we would have been saying, well, "Oh, look at Ohio State." I'm not so sure we would have been saying that. I, uh, if, I mean, if Michigan still went twelve and zero and they beat you earlier on in the season, yeah. then I don't know. I don't know what there is to argue about because Michigan they did it. Well, I'm not arguing Ohio State over Michigan. Well, uh, and I, I guess we're having let me a... let me ask you if in 2014 Ohio State played Virginia Tech the last game of the season and the same result happened, but every other result happened for that season, would you keep Ohio State out? I would have kept them out regardless because I think it was silly to bump back. It TCU was that actually fair. TCU got fucked that year. That. That still pisses me off to this day. That TC, and and here's here's actually the thing that really gets me upset about this, is because TCU and Baylor both got boxed out that year because they yeah. didn't have a big a Big Twelve championship game, so they all just sat at eleven and one. When this year, Ohio State has the advantage somehow of not being good enough to compete right. in the Big Ten championship, so there's no risk on the line on the final game of the year for Ohio State. Well, I mean, they did have a final game of the year. It just wasn't a conference championship game. There was no conference championship risk that USC had to put on the line, that TCU had to put on the line. And so it's almost backwards to me how they somehow 
were taking an advantage out of conference championship weekend because they didn't, weren't good enough to play. So that somehow makes them better right. because it makes everyone else above them look worse. That I don't get. It's like I, I don't agree with have... that either. If if you if you play enough games or if you win enough games to earn the right to play that thirteenth game, like when the whole before USC and TCU played, I was obviously being Ohio State fan going through all the scenarios in my head. I was like, if TC, for me, TCU was in no matter what. If USC were to lose, I wouldn't count the conference championship game as a – I wouldn't count it for their resume. I would compare Ohio State's regular season resume versus USC's regular season resume. Same with TCU. That's why TCU would have been in no matter what for me. Um, for USC, it would have been because it's just not fair. I mean, it's just not fair to them that they, they have an extra game, and it could be – and it's a win and in situation, but at the same time, although the committee says it isn't, it's also a lose and out situation. That's the thing they need to fix is you should not be punished for losing your conference championship if the team behind you didn't even play in their conference championship. And the difference between this and the 2017 situation is that Alabama was competing against Ohio State for the final spot, and Ohio State also did yeah. not appear in their conference championship game. So that was at least a fair fight. And yeah. this, and, and look, I, I'm a big proponent of the games have to matter. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I don't want to just type in whoever, uh, uh, you know, I'm not big on preseason rankings and making sure that the final rankings somehow align with what we already thought in the preseason, because that's not fair. And so I do think that it's a big stain on USC for how badly they lost. But yeah. I halfway I mean then then call somebody up. Like Kansas State. Uh, Kansas State. Oh yeah. Beat TCU. At least they won. So <laughs> I, I know that that's kind of a bogus thing to just do at the last minute like oh uh, uh, Kansas State come on down and that's kind of silly. But Clemson would be I, yeah, and uh, now that yeah. Kelsey is Joe Montana, it took Dabo like thirteen weeks to figure that out. Yeah, and now uh, DJ Ukulele is gonna be. Where's he trained? Where's he going? What? I keep saying, I, I keep seeing people say like UCLA, just because he's a Cali kid. Does yeah. UCLA want him? I would. There's no way that I would be thinking, like Fresden has any eligibility left. That guy has – there is no way Dorian Thompson-Robinson has any eligibility left. Okay. That guy has to be 27 years old. No, yeah, I remember hearing about him committing to UCLA because I remember it was a big deal when he committed there. I remember – I thought that – you could have told me that happened 10 years ago. I would have believed you. That's like so, some of these names entering the transfer portal. Like, you are still alive? Like oh, for JT State, Daniels? For yeah, JT Daniels for the fourth time. For Ohio State, Trahada Mitchell entered the portal. You could have told me he was a Buckeye 20 years ago. Um, who else is in? Because this portal, man, it's this crazy. is like, I have never Deon's seen anything good. like this in my life. Where they got, and I, I don't know the rules. I know that there's like a, a 45-day portal. There's two, yeah, there's two. Portal. There's like two periods. Or set number of periods. There's this period, which just opened up yesterday, 
that goes for 45 days. Then I think it's after spring or during spring the next period opens up. But let me pull up 24-7's transfer portal tracker. Let's see what's going on here. Nope, not cute. This Central Cypress, Cypress, Cypress guy, he's a corner out of Virginia. He's the number one ranked player in the portal room now. He's getting a lot of smoke to Ohio State. Devin Leary's in the portal. I like Devin Leary. Notre Dame's like quarterback is Notre Dame. Is I, that's what I said. I think he should go to Notre Dame. Um, I, I'm cool with that, dude. I think he's kind of good. It's I do not like awesome, him. but he's got potential. I was very high on NC State heading into the year, and then he was a big reason. Uyangalay's uh, in there. Hudson Card. Oh, um, my gosh. Desan McCullough. Now, I mentioned that name because he was an Ohio State commit, and then his brother convinced him to go to Indiana, and he was just lights out for Indiana this previous season. And now he's apparently going to Oklahoma. That's the buzz, and I'm kind of pissed because I kind of wanted him here. Who else? Oh, who's the – Justin Flo, the linebacker from Oregon's in the portal. Yes, he is. There that are a number one. of players from that Luke class Halton in the portal. Here. He's a quarterback from Ole Miss. That's all that's on here. But uh, Tommy Brockmeyer just jumped in the portal last night. Did and, it? Yes. And he was, I think, a sophomore this season. And, or, or, you know, redshirt <laughs> freshman or whatever. Um, he I was a top 10 player in his class when he committed to Alabama. I like looking at all these Texas A&M players in the portal. That's just so funny to me. But, oh, my um, gosh. They got oh, this guy committed to Michigan already? Fuck. But Darius Henderson, he's a tackle or a guard from Arizona State. He was really good last year. I'm telling you, man. I think Georgia wins the national championship this year. Michigan next year, they're bringing a lot back. Like, a lot back. They you might. Know they're, you know they're, they're going, they're going to be Ohio State next year. They're going to. Which means because Ryan Day's getting fired next year. I hope so. I, I don't. We don't know who Ohio State's quarterback's going to be next year. Kyle McCord's nothing special. No, I mean, this Devin Brown kid was highly rated, but... From everything all these Ohio State beat writers are talking about, they're not that thrilled about him. There's, I don't anticipate a bigger name than Devin Leary out of the quarterback center of the portal. So, and no offense to Devin Leary, but I feel like Ohio State can do a little <laughs> better. I mean, if he's the best option, then he's the best option for Ohio State, but God damn it. Brian Day, but, ruining Urban Meyer's program. You know, you know who's not returning to Michigan, who I think is actually a fantastic player. Who's that? Eric All. Yeah, what happened there? I think he got hurt. And then I think the backup tight end performed pretty well in his absence. Like Schoonmaker or Schoonmaker. Yeah, something. Um,. So Eric Hall is going to be in the portal, and that guy is going to be a gem for whoever he plays for. Mm-hmm. I think that guy I is – I thought he was the best tight end of the conference. So I'm, I'm sitting here like, what the hell? I was watching the – I was watching the Big Ten championship game, and I was just sitting – when Michigan started pulling away, I'm like, God damn, this is such a likable team. It pisses me off. They are so good. I gotta find out, Eric. Oh, 
but I saw his dad was talking shit on Twitter. That's why. Oh, those are the ones. Currently watching the Rose Bowl, the 2017 Rose Bowl right now, and Los Angeles Rams legend Baker Mayfield is balling out right now. (laughs) Oh, what a signing. Speaking of signings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hate to inform. How How in the world did you get him so cheap? I don't know. I was stunned when I saw 16 mil a year. And we have an opt-out, so if he sucks next year, just see ya. Well, I don't know if it's a player or a team opt-out, but still, two years of a power-hitting lefty? Yes, please. Switch move hitter. Josh. Yeah. Can move... Oh, yeah, he's a switch hitter. You can move Josh Naylor around, keep him at DH, split time. Oh, yeah. And when we trade for Sean Murphy, it's going to be this lineup is going to fuck. <laughs> well, careful. Everybody in St. Louis has been talking about Sean Murphy, so they're already preparing. They're already getting his red jacket ready to put him in the Cardinals Hall of Fame. Yeah, is it going to be right next to that Juan Soto red jacket? Yeah, pretty much, basically. Uh, dude, the people here think that they're getting everybody. It's uh, There was Juan Soto watch. There was... Well, now lately it's been Sean Murphy. Well, it's it's a coin toss. It's Sean Murphy is a Wilson Contreras, and then shorts out. Oh, we're getting Trey Turner. We're getting Trey Turner, and then everyone's <laughs> like, "Yeah, but we knew we were getting Trey Turner." So now Dansby Swanson is the hot name around here. Dansby Swanson. That feels like that is not a. I mean, Dansby Swanson's good, but I would feel so. It would just feel so gross to give him so much money considering how deep this shortstop market has been and how many are still unsigned. Well, there's a new name around here of who people want. And if this guy gets traded here, I might move out of town. And that is Brian Reynolds. Yeah. You said enough is enough. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure. It's going to be late. uh, I think mid to late twenties ish. He's another player. I've always, I've always liked him. I would I wouldn't mind him being in Cleveland. He's a he's a small market guy. Clearly, but um, <laughs> as evidenced by his career up to this point. Yeah. Um. Gosh, we we've rocked that trade though. Trading Andrew McCutcheon to the Giants for Brian Reynolds. What a steal. But um, let's look at let's look at some of these free agents. We got we had some a couple of decent signings. I'll some say. hot some hot stove. Oh Jacob my god! How about, how about the Mets? Yeah, I mean, I would probably rather have two years of Justin Verlander than five years of Jacob Degrom, to be honest. Did you see that quote that Kate Upton had of like the other New York team offered us more, but we we didn't want to play for a team that boos their own players? Yeah that that tweet came from New York. Po- it, it's it's a parody account you're reading off. I know which one you're uh, reading off. It's a parody of the New York Sports. It's a very popular Twitter page. <laughs> I know I know exactly what tweet you're talking about because I have du- I always double take when I see that that Twitter account because it's not. You gotta actually- be careful. You gotta be more careful than I was being when I was reading that. Yeah, now that Elon in Elon's Twitter, I can't. I have to be extra careful now because I've been yeah. duped five times. Oh my god. <laughs> You could start paying for verification. I've been duped like five times already. Did you see that moron, Ballsack Sports, and that 
virtue signal tweet that he had about Zion Williamson? No. Uh, there was some. Uh, there was a reporter who asked Zion Williamson like what his favorite like pizza toppings were or something oh. food related. Yeah. And he said, "I can't answer that. They're gonna kill me on Twitter about it." And then the guy from Ballsack Sports tweeted out a video like, "Man, we all gotta be better on Twitter. Love you, Zion. Man, like we'll be better. Don't worry about us on Twitter. Like, like, dude, shut up. You literally made an account trying to deceive people, and yeah. this guy's gonna play virtue like this and act like you know what? We we all need to collectively be better for Zion. Like, shut that up, dude. He doesn't know you. Quit saying love you, Zion." Wait, 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 wait. Hold oh, hold the phone. Hold the phone. Was there a big signing while I was ranting? Ah, John Heyman fucked up. Never mind. <laughs> John Heyman reported that Aaron Judge was going to San Francisco, but that is apparently false. Well, it may end up being true eventually. I think it is true. I think he's going it, to yeah. it's It's just currently false. Yeah, I think there's just the amount of smoke that's going around right now. It's just way too much. I think he's going to the Giants. Yeah, I think this the offer was weird. what three hundred sixty million on the table that, from the Giants. That's what I heard today. Is that like eight nine said? years? Let's listen. God, I, yeah. You tell me I get to live in San Francisco and I don't have to deal with New York people. Please, I'll play for free. <laughs> anyway, um, obviously he's the top remain unsigned player. Degrom signed five years with the Rangers for. I mean, good for him. He's making what 180 million in a no income state income tax state. So good for him. Uh, Carlos Correa, who's sounding like he's going to be a Chicago Cub. Um, Trey Turner signed 11 years, 300 million dollars is an odd number for Trey Turner. Under 30 million AAV. I thought for sure he would be like a nine years, like 320 or something like that. Yeah, but... He's also, like, 30 years old, but... He turned down money from somewhere. Is this his second big contract? I don't know, remember. I, uh, I thought, uh, big one. I thought he was, like, that big. where he came up very young. I'll tell you in a second as I'm typing in a baseball reference. I thought uh, he came up at 22. 22? I mean, he made $21 million last year, so that's... that's why I thought he signed a separate big deal. I guess not. Last year was just an arbitration. His last year arbitration, maybe? I don't know. Oh, he started with the Padres. I didn't know that. Dang it, that was going to be a, a trivia question. Oh, was it? Yes. Yeah, I thought for, for some reason I thought he signed... Like a separate, like a hundred million dollar deal a couple of years ago. I don't know why. That sense, <laughs> but um, Xander, who knows where he's going to go? Uh, Verlander signed that two year deal with the Mets. Him and Scherzer are back together. Um, uh, Carlos Rodon, I'm assuming he's going to get a shit ton of money. Dansby Swanson's going to get a lot of money. Brandon Nimmo's going to get a lot of money. Clayton Kershaw got twenty million dollars for a year. I'm very interested in Wilson Contreras' market is. Very interested. Because he was supposed to be, like, the hot name at the deadline last year, or one of. Yeah, he was hugging Ian Happ in the dugout. Yeah, I remember watching that game. But, um, what the hell was that? 
He's 30 years old. He he hasn't blossomed into what the Cubs thought he was going to be. He's still really good. He's a really good offensive catcher. But, um, yeah, I'm just very curious to see where he's going. I've heard Houston and St. Louis right now for him. But, let's see, Edwin Diaz re-signed with the Mets. Rizzo re-signed with the Yankees. Zach Eflin went to Tampa. Yes. Jose Abreu went to the Astros. Tyler Anderson went to the Angels. I think that's a pretty decent signing for them. Yeah. Jack Peterson accepted his qualifying offer, which he should have. Um, oh, who's that? Josh Bell signed with who? The hmm. Cleveland Guardians. God, I can't wait for this next season. Can't wait. I, I want Sean Murphy, but I don't want to unload the farm at the same time. Just because I love, I love, I love having a top three farm system in baseball because the Guardians usually have never had that. They're usually like a middle of the road farm system, but they always just have really good people. Now they have one of the best farm systems, and I don't want to let that go. However, I also want to. Well, that, that's how we small market teams ever make it to the playoffs. I know that's my stupid brain. Is that we have a hell of a farm system, and then they all come up at the same time, and then they all become major leaguers pre-arbitration. Yes. And then, you know, once it's time to actually pay the people, then it's like, all right, we had our fun. Now let's get down to business. See ya. Basically. That's not even – Cleveland just kind of – in 2016, they just kind of arrived. It just kind of happened. Francisco Lindor is like the only young guy on that team. Well, super young guy that came up. It was his – yeah, because he came up in – 2015, I don't remember when, but I remember his first base hit. He lined a shot down the first base line in Detroit, rounding first. He just ate shit. That was funny. <laughs> Missed him. However, Andres Jimenez, second team, all MLB. So. Hey, he was really good. Yes, and he was. You know what? You guys won that trade. That's all I can I'd, say. That's what I'm saying. But um, let's look at these bowl games real quick, then we'll get into trivia. Sucks and bullying. It's not the New Year's Six is not. I don't know about you, but I, I'm not very excited for some of these games. I think the only game I'm actually excited for is Clemson, Tennessee. I agree. Because or Penn State, Utah. Because honestly, is there any point in Caleb Williams playing in the Cotton Bowl? No. Against Tulane. I mean, you know, he's Maybe just because he's a competitor, he's going to want to play in the Cotton Bowl, but I don't know. But anyway, the New Year's Six, we talked about the playoff games. The Rose Bowl, Penn State, Utah, that should be a really good one. Tulane, USC in the Cotton Bowl. The All-Orange Orange Bowl, Clemson and Tennessee. Yes. And then the All-State Sugar Bowl, Kansas State and Alabama. I've already bet Kansas State plus six because I'm assuming Bryce Young and Will Anderson are not going to play in this game, nor should they. I hope not. No, they absolutely should not. Um, <clears throat> the Citrus Bowl is now the Cheez-It Bowl? Or the Cheez-It Citrus Bowl? I didn't know that. I, well, there was a Cheez-It Bowl, so I yeah. guess they just combined the two. I thought it was just like the Cheez-It Bowl last year. And the Citrus Bowl was its own. Because the Citrus Bowl is like, it's not one of the premier bowl games, but it's still like one of the... It's like the Capital One Bowl, or... Yeah, the Capital One Bowl. Like, it wasn't the bowl game, but it was still one of the – if you just missed the New Year's Six, you were going to that game. Anyway, that's LSU-Purdue. The Quest Bowl is Illinois-Mississippi State. 
Music City Bowl, Kentucky, Iowa. Uh, the Barstool, Arizona Bowl, Ohio, Wyoming. Our Notre Dame Fighting Irish will take on the hottest team mm-hmm. in the country, South Carolina. Um, Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl, Pitt at UCLA, or not at, but Pitt UCLA. Hmm. The Dukes Mayo Bowl, NC State Maryland. The Alamo Bowl should be interesting, Washington, Texas. Um, there is a Cheez It Bowl. There's yeah, a Cheez It Bowl, the and then game. there's a Cheez It Citrus Bowl. That's stupid. That is stupid. One of them has to be like Cheez Nips or something like that. Can't have two Cheez Its. Anyway, that's Florida State, Oklahoma. The Bad Boy Mowers Pinstripe Bowl at Yankee Stadium is Syracuse, Minnesota. The Texas Bowl, Texas Tech Ole Miss. Holiday Bowl, Oregon, North Carolina. I'm interested in that. Liberty Bowl, Kansas taking on not Missouri because Missouri is a bunch of cowards. They're taking on Arkansas. Um, The Military Bowl, Duke at UCF, both known for their rich military history. Uh, The Guaranteed Rate Bowl, Wisconsin, Oklahoma State. The Camellia Bowl. Georgia Southern Buffalo. Oh, yeah, we're really getting the nitty-gritty here. The Birmingham Bowl, <laughs> Carolina, Coastal Carolina. Coastal Carolina probably does not care about this game at all. Utah State at Memphis for the First Responders Bowl. The Quick Lane Bowl, the New Mexico State at Bowling Green. The Hawaii Bowl, San Diego State, Middle Tennessee. The Gasparilla Bowl, Missouri, Wake Forest. Air Force and Baylor and the Armed Forces Bowl. Independence Bowl, Houston, Louisiana. New Orleans Bowl, South Alabama, Western Kentucky, the Boca Raton Bowl, Toledo at Liberty, um, the world-famous Idaho Potato Bowl, San Jose State at Eastern Michigan, Myrtle Beach Bowl, UConn Marshall, the Frisco Bowl, Boise State, North Texas, Las Vegas, the Jimmy, or is this the Jimmy, nope, Jimmy Kimmy LA Bowl is Fresno State, Washington State, the Las Vegas Bowl is Florida, Oregon State, that should be a decent game if Anthony Richardson plays, which he won't. Uh, Lending Tree Bowl, Southern Miss at Rice, New Mexico Bowl, BYU-SMU, the Wasabi-Fenway Bowl, which has been renamed to the Scott Satterfield Bowl, Cincinnati-Louisville. <laughs> um, the Duluth Trading Cure Bowl, Troy at Troy-UTSA. I'll tell you what, I really like that game. That's going to be a really good one. Two 11-2 teams playing on Friday, December 16th, one of the first bowl games, along with the last bowl game, the Bahamas Bowl. UAB at Miami, Ohio. Troy kicked the crap out of Coastal Carolina, didn't they? Yeah, they did. It was like 31 nothing before Coastal Carolina scored. Um, Gross. By the way, I love what the Bahamas Bowl did by announcing that the Ball State-Miami, Ohio game, they were both 5-6 and six, the last game of the season. They announced that the winner was going to the Bahamas Bowl. I, bowl games should start doing that more. If the situation arises where two teams are battling for a bowl game spot in the last game of the season, where a bowl game's like, hey, winner, winner is going to the Bahamas Bowl. Especially the Bahamas Bowl, because you're playing the go-to to the Bahamas. I'm so in on that, by the way. That would be- Hell yeah. Put, put, it, put the stakes out there for a game that otherwise may not mean anything to anybody. Yeah, like, it should be like these destination bowl games, like the Myrtle Beach Bowl or the Boca Raton Bowl. Like, they should be, like, they should announce, like, hey, winner of this game goes comes here. Because mm-hmm. I feel that was probably the most locked in Miami, Ohio, or Ball State has ever been with a chance to go to the Bahamas Bowl, in which Miami, Ohio is. No kidding. Seriously. The hometown lenders. Good for them. Uh, Want to hear my final rankings of the season? Yes. Okay. Um, pull that up. I have the same playoff. 
Georgia, Michigan, TCU, Ohio State. I have Tennessee fifth, Utah six, USC seven, Kansas State eight, Clemson nine, Alabama 10, 11 Penn State, 12 Washington, 13 Florida State, 14 Tulane, 15 Oregon State. Awesome game against Oregon, by the way. Uh, 16 Troy, 17 Oregon, 18 LSU, 19 UCLA, 20 UTSA, 21 Notre Dame, 22 Texas, 23 South Carolina, 24 Illinois, 25 Mississippi State. Uh, the Egg Bowl champions, the Mississippi State. That's Bulldogs. correct. Is that rounding up top 25? Absolutely. You know what, this, and Ole Miss had a fall from grace. Yeah, they really did, but at least they're going to retain their head coach. That is true. <laughs> Auburn hiring Hugh Freeze. John Socolo was uh, caught in a Twitter fight with Lane Kiffin, the Twitter fight of a lifetime. Everyone gets in Twitter fights with Lane Kiffin. Seems kind of fun. I aspire to be in one one day. <laughs> I think I did one time. I don't remember. As an athlete. Af- Active really? as an a- very active commenter under famous sports figures' tweets, I probably have a time or two. Yeah, man, you've been on fire with getting your name out there in the comments lately. It's my favorite because I just say something that I know is kind of a little bit outrageous, but it gets um gets the people mad. Like when I when I tweeted <laughs> that Stetson Bennett being a Heisman Trophy finalist was dumb. People started showing me his stats against top twenty-five teams, and it was just, just so bad. They they, they completely uh, forgot that all the other games count as well. And listen, I like Stetson Bennett. What he's done at Georgia has nothing short of remarkable. Georgia is the most dominant team in the country the past two seasons, and they pro they won the national championship game last year mostly because Stetson Bennett had a really good game. He is not. A, he should not be there over Hendon Hooker. He should not be there over Blake Corum. I'm sure there are other people that he should not be there over. But he's just. It's Chase a life Brown. for him. The same thing yeah. they did to Trevor Lawrence, but Trevor Lawrence actually had a case, and when he was a Heisman finalist that one year. Yeah, and then once he got COVID, he he by missing two yeah. games, he basically missed half the season. That is true. Well, uh, was yeah. the ACC one of the one of the divisions or the conferences that played from week one? So I know the SEC was. I remember that how weird that was. Like we watched like four weeks of football and then the Big Ten started. Yeah, that was that was ridiculous. So weird. There was no point in that. No, it was. It was yeah, it was, that was just an outrageous time. When the season got canceled, they stole my week one marquee matchup of Thursday night, Illa Buck. We haven't oh. had a Buck since 2017. It's absolutely disgraceful. Um, Ohio State played six games. That was awesome. Made the playoffs still. That is the greatest thing Jim Harbaugh has ever done, was tell his team to intentionally go contract COVID to expose the Big Ten as being a bunch of Buckeye frontrunners by changing that rule at the last minute, proving that that rule was only ever in place to protect oh, yeah. Ohio State Absolutely. in case somebody else made it in above them. 
Yeah, it, I mean, it's fair by the Big Ten. They saw the money opportunities. Like, nope, Ohio State has to play this Big Ten championship game. And even then, if Ohio State did not play, if they did not change the rules so Ohio State could play in that game, it was going to be Indiana who played in the – who uh, represented the East, which is disgusting. Yeah. Uh, Ohio State already beat them, so it, it didn't really make much sense for Indiana to go just because they just so happened to not have COVID. Or they just so happened to have COVID less than Ohio State. Basically, but hey, those are the rules that they put in place. That was actually, I remember, remember the Rutgers-Michigan game? They went to like three overtimes that year. Michigan yes. was oh. so bad that year. That's the game where... uh Jim Harbaugh saw enough of Joe Milton and put Cade McNamara in, and the rest yes, of Yes, that was, that was the Cade McNamara coming out party. Yep, and now Joe Milton's the uh, quarterback at Tennessee. And Cade McNamara is going to be the quarterback at... Iowa. Oh, that's right. I forgot he already committed. Gross. Yes, he did. I'm surprised he already did, because what if J.J. McCarthy gets hurt? Yeah, I guess he just doesn't believe in his own abilities to Wally Pip him. I mean, he got Wally Pipped himself. Uh, not really. It was kind of the. It was. It was going to happen one way or another. It just happened. Funny enough, I don't think that the transition to JJ McCarthy over Cade McNamara had one single effect on the season. I think their result would be the exact same as they had been. Yes, although <laughs> McCarthy gives them another threat. He's a better threat with his legs. That's just... And he can... Th- I, he's not, I don't want to say he's a good thrower of the football, but he's certainly not bad. Uh, right. Kate was obviously just a pure passer. And it worked for them all last year, rotating them in. And then this year it worked... Um, somehow Michigan's better. I, I don't know how. but um, And they're going to continue getting better. And they are the class of the Big Ten until proven otherwise, which is an absolutely wild thing to say. Music to my ears. All right, this is ridiculous. All right, here's what we're going to do. I, I am giving you nothing but baseball trivia. Okay. Because I'm just in a baseball mood. I dug up my old folder of a bunch of MLB trades that I've uh, kept track of over however, I don't Ooh. know, whatever time. So. I'm going to have a bunch of trivia involving old trades in Major League Baseball. I don't know what you're going to give me, but just know I'm in a baseball mood, and that's what you're getting. All right. You can start. Okay. Now let me go find the one. Uh, <laughs> I do have a baseball. I... Well. Okay. July 31st, 2014. 20 what? 2014. Okay. The Oakland A's sent Yoannis Cespedes to the Boston Red Sox for who? Is John Lester? Um, uh, let me think. 2014. No, Lester would have. Nah. It may have been Lester's final year. Let me, let me think. Um, the Cubs have signed Cody Bellinger. How about that? There you go. 
Um, John Lester's one year, seventeen and a half million. Good for the Cubs. Um, you mean Cody Bellinger? Yeah, yeah, good for Cody Bellinger. Um, if I can't think of anything else, it's John Lester because I know he's played for both of them. But I can't remember when he signed with the Cubs. Because if it, it, I mean, if it was John Lester's last year of control and they were just swapping him. Because I think, yeah, because Cespedes was on the Mets the next year. So it may have just been an expiring contract for an expiring John Lester. It is John Lester. Let's go. Was it just straight up Lester for Cespedes? Uh,. To my to my level of interest, yes, there may have been some like minor leaguers or some bullcrap involved, but ah. uh, for the sake of players who are halfway good, yes, just John Lester. Okay, my baseball question. I'll ask you a baseball question. Jose Abreu has just left the White Sox. He hit two hundred and forty-three career homers, the third most in franchise history. Who are the top two? Uh, is it as easy as Frank Thomas and Paul Canerco? I'm going to say those two. It is as easy as Frank Thomas and Paul Canerco. Okay. I got a little bit nervous that Jim Tomey might slip in there, but he, I don't think he played there long enough. So we're good. We are good. Uh, we're tied at one. And it just so happens that I'm going to ask you another Oakland A's question. Okay. Which team traded Frankie Montas to the Oakland A's? Seattle, I think, but he's on the Yankees now. Yes. I think he played for Seattle. He also He also played for the White Sox, but I don't think he started there. For some reason, Seattle's coming to my head. Um, Seattle. The Los Angeles Dodgers. Mm. You're right. He did start in Chicago with the White Sox. Oh, he started with Chicago. Yes. And, and then got traded to the Dodgers. But he only was in their minor league system, never made it to the majors, then got traded to Oakland, and then had a pretty solid stand with them. Yes, he did. Okay, my question, college football. There are four teams currently in the top ten for all-time winning percentage um, that are are in the top ten for all-time winning percentage that are currently in the Big Ten, name them. Um, all right, so Ohio State and Michigan. Yes. Um, all right, now we got to get creative. I'll say Nebraska. And I'm locking in Nebraska. Uh, Nebraska's correct. All right, so now we got one more. Yeah. They are the last team. on. They are number 10 on that list, by the way. Oh. So we got options. We got Penn State. Uh, 
uh, Minnesota used to be good like way back in the fifties or something like that, but I'm not gonna. I'll just go Penn State. I, I think Nebraska was the trick question, so I'm gonna say Ohio State, Michigan, Nebraska, Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State, and then the trick answer was gonna be Nebraska. That is correct. Yeah, two for two. All right, let's see what we got to round this out. Um, the Cincinnati Reds traded away Devin Mezzarocco in 2018. That's a name I haven't heard in forever. Who did they acquire for Devin Mezzarocco from the Mets? I was about to say, I knew he got traded to the Mets. Wasn't he supposed to be, like, the guy? Uh, he was an all-star one year. Good for him. He was good. So he traded to the Mets. And I have no idea where he is now, but I'll find him. Okay. Or pipeline of no. what am I thinking of here? Let's see. Who has played for the Mets? Did you give me the year and he was traded? Eighteen. Okay. Um which was his final year, I guess. I just remember he was like when he got called out to Cincinnati, that was a big deal. Um 2018, that would have been too late for Matt Harvey. I know he got traded to the Reds. That would have been too late. Or, so Matt Harvey was nails in the World Series in 2015. 2016, he kind of fucked around. Shit, I might be talking myself into Matt Harvey. Um, I feel like that would have been too late. Did they – that have been the same year they traded for Puig and Kemp? No, if it was 2018, because they, they traded for them in 2019. Um, Matt Harvey. Matt Harvey is correct. Oh, let's go. Matt Harvey. That was I, it's the fastest fall from grace I think I've ever seen. Um, yes, and we have just to just to follow up with what Devin Mazzarocco is doing. He is the catching coach for Pitt. Okay, good for Pitt. Okay, my question: Baseball <clears throat> for the win is Justin Verlander led the American League and baseball in ERA this season, one seven five. Who behind it? Who? Excuse me. Who came in second in the American League in the ERA crown? Oh, boy. Here comes a prayer. Shane McClanahan. Is that your final answer? Yes. It was Dylan Cease. Oh, number 84. Mm -hmm. Dylan Cease. Uh, Shane McClanahan was behind in the American League. He was behind Verlander, Cease, Manoa, and Otani. Not MVP. Oh, wow. Excuse me. 
right, let me we gotta come up with another trade. Here we go. Uh, this is how I do it. Um Uh, that one's way too easy. What am I doing? Um... Ooh, I got a really good question for you. Which team did J.J. Hardy play for for one year in between the Brewers and the Orioles? J.J. Hardy. Red Sox, I think? Let me think. He played with the Red Sox. Um, I was hoping we weren't going to say Orioles, because then I would say Orioles, because I have, it in, I have this play ingrained into my memory, and I can just play it back whenever I want, of Baltimore versus Detroit in the playoffs, and Delman Young hit a bases-clearing uh, double. I gave him the lead, and it was awesome. Um, I just remember he's the one who scored from first because I had that call engraved in my head. Um, I'm thinking the Red Sox right now. Who was the first team you said? The Brewers and Orioles. There was a team in between them. I think it's the Red Sox. I will go with the Red Sox. It is... The Minnesota Twins. I don't remember that at all. I thought <laughs> he never played for the Red Sox. Not that I can recall, although maybe he did after Baltimore. I thought, anyway, my question, this one's a tough one. Okay. <clears throat> I can walk it off. Justin Verlander is now the sixth pitcher to win multiple Cy Young Awards unanimously. Who was the last to do it? <sighs> And he did it both with one team, by the way. Clayton Kershaw. Uh, the I correct think... answer. What? Go ahead. Go ahead. The, the correct answer was Johan Santana. Ah, in Minnesota. 04 and 06. Hmm. I think there were no hitter in Cleveland once. I think I remember that. Now I got to. Come up with something else. I have another really tough one for you. Exactly. Let me see. Zach Wheeler is a big name recently in pitching. Sure. And he was acquired by the Mets in a trade with the San Francisco Giants at the deadline in 2011. Who did the Mets send to the Giants at the 2011 deadline? This one is going to be difficult for you to remember, and I love it. 2011, Christ. Who was good in 2011? Hmm. 
he went from the Giants to the Mets because he's only ever pitched, or well, obviously with the Giants, but he's pitched with the Mets and Phillies. So who would have? I thought he was younger than that. Um, God, who's who played for the Giants and Mets around that time? I don't know. Anybody at all? No, I don't have it. I don't even have one guess, honestly. Carlos Beltran. Played for the Giants? He did for half a season. He was a rental. Sure. Yeah, he was like half a, he was a rental for like 20 years after his prime. I remember we won great <laughs> for him in, uh, in 2016. I remember he, he was one of the names we wanted. It was him, Alex Rios, uh, Jonathan Lucroy, and uh, Andrew Miller. That's who we wanted. We got two out of the four. Only one of them showed up. <laughs> oh, I God, I was at the ballpark that night, too, trade deadline night, and nobody cared about the game. And it was a good game because the Indians came back. It was a mess. Came, had a ninth-inning rally against the Nationals, and it was awesome. Um, oh, my question. So, Aaron Judge and Paul Goldschmidt won the MVPs this season. The fifth time the Yankees and Cardinals have have had the MVP winners on their team the same year, when was the last time that happened? Or who were the last two players when that happened? To walk it off, Pujols and A-Rod. God damn it, yes. There we go, and that's a week in trivia. So, uh, we will be back next week. Well, actually, I'm going to be traveling. So, we'll try to get it in early next week if we're able to. Um, you know, we'll uh, see what's going to be happening. But I'm going to be traveling, so uh, time permitting, but... Let's see. Uh, bet the under and Army Navy, as always, the tradition. Already on it. The best tradition of the year is coming up this weekend. Make sure you're getting in on that. I'll under. tell you what, though, the sports books, the sports books are wising up. The totals getting lower and lower every year, and it's making What's it me like thirty-three uh, this year. I got it at thirty-four, but I think it's down to like thirty-two. Right, in previous well, years, it was like don't 50. break tradition. I when it was <laughs> yeah. still in the fifties, I was putting every single dollar I could scrape together on that under. And it keeps hitting. It keeps going down, but the under still keeps hitting. Absolutely. I can't wait. Last year was a sweat, I remember that. But <laughs> All right, well that's coming up this weekend. So hold tradition, please. And then anything else? Uh, uh more MLB hot stove. Sean Watson sucks. Yeah. So- yeah, no, that's it's not. Fun. Hey. All right. Yeah. Well, all right. Everybody watching NFL football, and then that'll be it. All right. So enjoy the rest of your week. I maybe I'll be traveling next week, so we'll see if we can get one in. But until the next time, I see you. Everybody, take care. Peace.